Hello and welcome to the iGeeks blog show, an Apple exclusive podcast where we talk about teeny tiny, every possible information about the Apple ecosystem. I'm your host, Harshanki. And today we have for you guys a very, very, very special episode because this is the second episode of Women in Tech. And let's welcome our guest for the day, Paroma Chakravarti, podcaster, producer and a speaker herself. Hi, Paroma. How are you doing today? Hi, Harshanke. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on stage. What a lovely energy. I love the energy that you have. And coming from a multitasking background, I know you have a lot going on on your plate. So thank you so much for giving us the time and joining us for Women in Tech today. Absolutely. I love the first episode in this series. And I'm like really honored that you thought I was worthy of being the second episode that was this is so great absolutely absolutely let's talk a little about your work why don't you tell us a little about your journey but before that I would want our audience to know that Paroma's podcast and you want to take the name Paroma Dramas Over Flowers it's a Korean drama podcast awesome is ranking number one in Apple podcast congratulations for that Paroma let's talk about that first Thank you. It's uh, We have been ranking in uh, the top 10s for basically all of 2020. Uh, this awesome. is in the TV reviews category and often in the TV and films category. Uh-huh. But yeah, two weeks ago, I went off on a holiday and didn't think to check our ranking. Then I came back and I saw that we had ranked number one. <laughs> so an entire week had gone back and none of us knew. <laughs> that's That's, I mean... I know it feels bad, but then you have been trending for more than a week. That is pretty incredible, right? Because of the podcasting scenarios, you know, one time you're like in the top 10 and then the next week you're not even in the top 20s. It can be a little yeah. old, right? Absolutely. It just goes up and down. So this was the discussion I had with my co-hosts a while back that it, uh-huh. we are not going to be fixated on the ranking. The only reason we even check in, honestly, the only reason I check in is because I'm a producer and it's like an occupational hazard. Right. I need to know the ranking because this is the kind of stuff that you need to know about your podcast. It's Absolutely. like, you know, um, so yeah, that's the only reason. Otherwise, none of us really fixate on, hey, we were in the top 50s in South Korea where, you know, like it's K-drama. So if you're ranking in South Korea, that's like a big ass deal because this is an English language podcast. Um, But, and and then we are like, oh, we were in the top like 50s in South Korea. That's so great. But that's relevant only because of the country. But aside from that, we try not to fix it. (laughs) I can totally understand. So what makes you do a Korean drama podcast? Are you guys like huge K-drama watchers? I am so sorry. What's the term that you call it? That's exactly correct. K-drama. K-drama watchers is fine. K-drama fans, (laughs) viewers. Um, Yeah, so I have been watching K-dramas for like 10 years. And uh, my friends and I are all um, writers. Like they're more serious writers than I am. Uh Um, I used to be a copywriter before I transitioned into working in podcast production. Mm -hmm. So uh, the three of us used to write uh, like it was paid work. We used to write for this international site that would cover Korean dramas, kind of like it was drama beans. Okay. that's how we like bonded and decided to start our own podcast, kind of wanted our own voice in there, especially because there was very little South Asian perspective right. um, in there. And all three of us are South Asians, but we are based in different parts of the world. I'm in India, my co-hosts are in UK and the US. Uh-huh. So we thought it was not just like South Asian, but it was right. also like the diaspora South Asian. Um, <laughs> right. So it's it's pretty great. Um 
yeah, so that's how we kind of got it started. And we didn't actually expect much because the international audience was kind of small. Mm-hmm. But in the last two to three years, of course, there's been an explosion of um, viewership thanks to Netflix. Um, and yeah, we our audience kind of exploded simultaneously. <laughs> it's been fun. That's amazing. So I would like to ask you that, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts these days are going uh, exclusive to their respective platforms. Like we hear a lot of Spotify exclusive podcasts and a couple of Apple podcasts, exclusive podcasts. Where do you see your podcast going in the future? Do you want to be exclusive? No, no, we absolutely don't. We have thought about it. There have been certain discussions, like we've had people reach out to us and, but we know very well that the way the international fandom is spread out, if we become exclusive to one platform, we're going to be cutting off a good chunk of our uh, listenership. While I would say about 60% of our listeners are on Apple, um, uh-huh. there is like the, that 40%, this is relatively new. It used to be something like an 80% Apple listenership and a 20% Android. Right. But now it's like a 40% is a huge chunk and that's mostly happening because of like a Southeast Asian interest uh-huh in the podcast as well as South South Asian. And I don't want to cut off that part of my listenership. I'm like really happy like when Indian fans reach out to us. I mean, fans of K-Drama podcasts. I'm not um, presuming that we have fans, but like when they email us or leave us comments and they're like so delighted to hear our voice, Uh that is a totally different experience than when we have like American listeners or uh, UK listeners reaching out to us. That's amazing, but it's it's something else when someone reaches out to you and is like, it, you're representing us directly. Yeah. Right, right, right. It, it's a huge feeling, right? I mean, I, I remember the days where we got our first Instagram DM or an email just appreciating for putting in all the efforts and it feels that it's oh. worth it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty. So do you, you're also handling the production, right? Wow, you have a lot of hats that you're wearing <laughs> lately. Tell us a little about your production career. Uh, sure. So I started my own podcast in 2017 and I was the primary producer back then because my co-host really didn't um, have a lot of interest in podcasts. They just wanted to do something together. Okay. And over time, of course, our like wait for my own podcast has like the, the weight of the labor has been distributed properly. They have come on board as producers and we have like our distinct jobs. So that in and of itself, that that's worked out really well. Right. But for my own podcasting business, I started working as a freelance editor in 2018. Uh-huh. I started it as a side gig because, um, but I was good at editing and okay. nobody else was doing it. And a few people reached out to me and were like, could you edit our podcast? I was like, sure. Will you pay me? They're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I was like, that, that's cool. Let me start doing that. And then I started getting good at it because I was taking on a lot of work and I was like, why not turn this into a regular business. Can I make this full time? I gave myself about a year to figure that out. And it happened before that I got I went full time by the um, end of 2018. Actually, that's amazing. (laughs) We're gonna pause for a moment and really applaud this moment right here. I mean, living your dream life doing what you love and making it a full time profession in less than a year is commendable. Yeah. Thank you. I think it mostly happened because I was talking about podcasts like everywhere. I, I used to be on Facebook a lot back then and the Facebook groups uh, were starting to open up. Like they, a lot of new podcasting groups were opening up and I was constantly talking about podcasts. Like you can do this, you can go to this hosting site. Oh, but don't use that 
um, website because it doesn't use this plugin. And I'm constantly talking about it. And when you're constantly talking about the thing that you love online, right. people find you. Absolutely. And um, people like reach out to you and are like, hey, will you, are you interested in doing this thing? Because we think you know stuff. <laughs> and that's honestly how I got most of my early clients. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So 2018, it's been three years since uh, you've been in the production. But let's talk about the things that are involved in uh, producing a podcast or being in the audio production industry, because it just doesn't involve editing and getting the episode live. It has a lot more things than that. Let's let's educate our audience a little about that. Absolutely. Um, well, it starts from pre-production, of course, uh, which is not something I was initially um, involved in. But then uh-huh. I found that a lot of my clients didn't have a very good idea about podcast setups, the kind of mics they should be using, the software right. they should be using, basic things like always wear headphones <laughs> because you don't want your laptops, you know, speakers to get recorded through your microphone that creates this absolutely this horrible bleed. So just small technical details that it kind of... I organically got sucked into pre-production work Uh and then I was like well I already know how to launch a podcast I just helped me do that so that was a service that I added so basically I I got involved in a lot of the pre-production and then I also started working as a podcast so there are different aspects to um, producing a podcast there's a pre-production there is editing and then there is the work of the post-production work that is more about distribution and promotion. Now, I don't do distribution promotion. I I used to for a a period of time, then I realized I really don't enjoy this aspect of the work. (laughs) I am a girl who really likes like the technical stuff. I like going in there and troubleshooting. So I backtracked and I'm like, I'm good at the production. I will stick to uh, being a producer and, you know, I will help my clients find their, um, their podcast managers. So I kind of work that way, like I stick okay. to production. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're starting up, produ- sorry, when you're starting your pod, oh, my, <laughs> my dog. Oh, Can so you have my dog, cat. by the way? Yeah, you have a cat and a dog both. Oh, I have two. No, I have three cats and I have two dogs. Currently, I also have a guest ah. dog. If you if you see oh, this yeah, one right here. There. How adorable. <laughs> so he's he's a guest. He's just uh-huh. decided that he wants to stay in my um, office right now because uh, it's cold outside. <laughs> Dude, you are living the dream life, yeah? Living with dogs and cats and just awesome. I mean, I I just forgot that we're still recording. Please go on. Sure. Uh, I feel like I'm living my dream life. I When I was working as a copywriter, it used to be like, I'm good at writing, but uh-huh. it's not something that I enjoy doing for other people in that right. like my creative process needs to be for myself. And I'm in a position to do that now. I'm in a position to help other people like create their podcast because what they lack in technical knowledge, I know. So I can help them do that. And I can tell them what's possible and what's not possible in terms of like what format should your podcast be in? How should your intro outro work? It's not a simple matter of just, you know, adding in some music and recording an audio. If you want a good quality podcast, you have to understand the beats of how to create a podcast. So Yeah, I mean, slowly, I realized how much potential there was, how much work goes into production. Because honestly, when I had started off initially, I I thought it was a DIY space. I thought you could read like a blog post on how to start a podcast and start a podcast. But please never listen to the first two years of my podcast because the audio (laughs) is terrible. (laughs) I can relate to that on certain levels. And it's not that easy, right? I mean, people just... 
okay, the easier part would be that you have to go out there and start. But as long as you don't start it, you're not going to learn any of it. So, I mean, take her advice, maybe hire her. She's amazingly good at what she's doing. And yeah, that's that. Okay, so we'll talk about your speaking opportunities you have spoken at quite a lot of us and you have also done a lot of good works you're motivating thousands and thousands would be an understatement you're motivating thousands and thousands of people out there let's talk a little about that um okay so we all know what the pandemic did to conferences worldwide they pretty much shut down like in-person stuff what ended up happening was a lot of conferences that I sitting in India wouldn't have had access to Uh uh, suddenly went online and they were actively looking for uh, speakers that were not just based out of the US and like I said because I am vocal and present in like all of these groups um well, so here's okay that I, I don't want to <laughs> digress I'll come back to that later <laughs> okay. so because because I'm so present and vocal in all of these groups I knew when these opportunities came up and I initially I was the one applying and then once I spoke at up I think it was a podcast global that I spoke at first okay. um in 2019 and once I did that people knew my face I got quite a few clients right out of that conference okay. um I, I mean, I got a few client calls and after that, I, you know, finalized a few of the clients. But my point is, this is the kind of exposure you need to give yourself if you want to work with international clients, if you want people to find you. Um, and after I did a couple of them, I started getting invitations for speaking gigs. I'm assuming that I am not a terrible speaker. People didn't think oh, I yeah, was no, awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I got those invitations. That, that, that was a lot of fun. But I think more than because... It wasn't always just um, exposure to clients that I was looking for. I was looking to network with other producers because, again, I was learning on my own. I was helping my clients create a podcast. And then I was like, as they faced problems and I solved them, I became more experienced. But four years of doing this yourself is one thing. And then finding other people who are also solving these problems and maybe they know two things more than you do. Networking with them helps you learn those things faster. So Part of me just wanted that experience and I got that galore in 2020 because all of these uh, festivals went online and I could just, I would stay up till 3, 4 a.m. just wow. to attend these festivals because, well, when else am I going to get access? Because Definitely. honestly, in 2022, they're already planning on doing in-person. They still have a virtual aspect, but it's still in, like, I was in the perfect zone to attend those um you know, conferences exactly when they went online. And I understand that maybe in the next year or the year after that, it won't immediately be possible. But eventually, hey, I'm I'm looking forward to actually flying in there and attending them in person now. Well, we hope someday you'd be invited there as a guest and not just an attendee there. Good luck with that. You have the potential. We know you can do it. Absolutely. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about how rare is the production industry for women because as long as are I mean as long as women are concerned we normally see them as the face of the brands but we don't hear often about them wearing a lot of hats handling the production doing the editing work have you had any problems of sorts or uh, maybe stereotyped or some chauvinist coming in your way or something like that that you found disturbing so uh, there have been a few interactions with uh-huh. uh, discovery calls with clients who um shall we say we're not very uh, appreciative of how much work goes into production right and there is also 
a uh, there is a tone of um there is a patronizing tone that people can sometimes take when they don't think your work is really hard yeah. especially because hey you're a girl doing this um you know um right. out of your home like how much are you actually working especially when they would look at my charges and they would be like is it like and, aren't you aren't you overpriced yours or most importantly more than gender <laughs> i think gender was definitely like a huge play but like yeah. this kind of made it worse they were like well you're based out of india should you really be charging that much I, I, and i'm like yeah. yeah you know what um given the software i'm using the hardware i'm using the level of my experience and the clients right. i've worked with yes yes i'm going to be course. charging exactly what my international <laughs> peers are charging thank you very much if you can't afford me well you don't get my services and this is a great advice that paroma has for us friends you don't charge for you don't charge based on the competition that you have you charged for either the output that you're providing to them or the inputs that you're putting in it's for the efforts that you're putting and it comes with years and years of knowledge and hard work out there so don't hesitate and there's another great advice that paroma has given us that it's not the gender okay being a woman or being a lady is not going to stop you for doing any kind of work that you want be it just editing or being in front of the camera and doing a podcast yourself Exactly as Harshanki is proving right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks a lot for that. And uh, where do you see dramas over flowers going in 5 years from now? How how big do you want it to be? Um so here's the thing. I don't know. I guess it really depends on how big the drama fandom is going to be. Uh-huh. Um I am in a uh, a unique position as a podcaster because this is not like while I I I it's my baby. Right. I also share the ownership of the podcast with two of my co-hosts who were like okay. we were friends we started it together. And at this point if even one of us decides to like if this is too much work and we can't do it anymore we will have to end the podcast because the our the way we have created our dynamic is really dependent on that. So right. this is something that we talk about a lot like can be sustained this for um five more years because it takes a lot of work each of our episode is like 2 hours long and oh. like the the planning of it the production if we have a guest on right. everything takes like so much time right. and it's basically like full time work now we have sponsorship and also we have like amazing support from our patrons uh-huh. um on patreon and that is really really helpful we didn't have any of that stuff when we started off um but even as we are growing right now we are also like our workload is growing when it comes to the podcast so again you know it's an ongoing conversation something that if you guys have your own podcast you'll have to figure out too as the podcast grows your obligation grows the amount of work grows and at some point you'll have to figure out yourself um where do you want to take it is it possible to like expand it but yeah i mean we are hopeful that if we can stick to the current trajectory um we're going to see a lot more uh, number one spots and uh, outside india too because hey we are in the top 10s in a lot of countries so you know there are a lot of number ones still waiting to happen no doubt about that we're going to see a lot of exciting merch coming out hopefully soon we have some plans yes awesome awesome all the best for that this has been lovely but before ending this interview do you have any advice that you'd like to give to say gen z women or the upcoming women who want to start a career in podcasting production anything for that matter you know i do this was the digression that i was going to go <laughs> off to so thank you for that question 
my main um the, the, my main advice would be make yourself heard and be present in as many relevant spaces as you can and i say relevant spaces make sure that your um the client that you want to work with or the audience that you want is actually present on those pl- platforms and then go there and make yourself busy like talk about the stuff that you love talk about it loudly don't be afraid don't second guess yourself and wonder hey do i know enough to talk about this thing you know enough you know hey do you know one thing more than the other person does then your voice matters just make yourself heard because the more you speak out clearly well your personality shows that's number 1 and number 2 is you're building authority and authority isn't built overnight it's built over months and years of speaking about something learning about it communicating with other people on the platform about it it it's something that builds over time so yeah don't just sit in the background and wonder why no one's finding me and why i can't like find the work of my dream you have to push yourself forward and i know it's scary i'm an introvert i understand it's scary but like please do it <laughs> yeah just do it guys just freaking start doing it the world is out there waiting for you you have to find the right people you know what amazes me a little these days and this is a little out of the discussion that we're going in that people these days put in more effort on finding the right partners across dating apps but when it comes to putting the same amount of efforts across linkedin or instagram or any other relevant space where they can find their dream clients that is where the problem and a lot of procrastination comes up but guys get okay. your act together please start working if you want to see yourself growing and you know moving forward in a certain direction exactly your oh. your digital presence matters now more than ever before like there was a time where you could like come out of school and college and be like hey here's my marks now give me your job that doesn't work anymore That's and okay. it's going to be less and less relevant as you go forward nobody asks me about my college degree i promise you not a single client cares that i just did my bachelor's in economics no nobody cares they only care about my portfolio who i've worked with before and what kind of service i'm providing right now and do i have the knowledge that i i i want to share with them so yeah absolutely see guys this is a great advice to learn something from please learn your lesson let's start today and if you need any kind of help hey it's okay just drop us a message and we'll be more than happy to help you with that we'd like to end our episode i hope you have liked women in tech and paroma paroma you have been delightful on the episode today and we hope we can stay connected in future absolutely please uh please to connect with paroma on instagram and linkedin i've added her ids in the description do follow her send her any queries that you have and should be more than happy to help I you will. know where to find us you can connect with us on our social media channels so available as igeeks on instagram facebook youtube and twitter and if you want to connect with me you can just hit me up on instagram i'm available as hashanki with an extra i I'm going to see you next week with more exciting content probably some apple rumors some conspiracy theories or who knows we might be discussing the tech part till then stay safe stay connected and wish you all a very happy new year